You're listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. What's going on, guys? Hope that you are doing well. We are in the third part of our thread responses. Last week, we talked about lament. If you did not get the chance to get caught up on that, you can check that out on the previous episode. This week, we are talking about awe and wonder. Awe and wonder. And uh, this series, I don't know how it's been for you, but it's been really good for me. It's been really challenging for me, both as I have listened to our weekend messages here at Faith Chapel, as Brooks and Pastor Nate have uh, brought some incredible messages and some incredible challenges, but also in preparation for sermons at Young Adults, I've just been really challenged by the fact that I don't think I'm very intentional with understanding my responses to Jesus, that... um, Oftentimes, it's just a, like a very, very guttural response or emotional response. I'm not saying that there's not room for that. And I'm not saying that we have to be over-analytical about all of our responses, but to actually put time and thought into how we respond to Jesus, how we respond to our lives is really, really important. So it's been a really good challenge and a really hard challenge uh, because I think I've gotten a little monotonous and a little complacent in the way that I respond to Jesus. So I think what we must understand is that our relationship, in our relationship with Jesus, there is give and take. And as we respond with intentionality, we will be able to intentionally receive the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus in ways that that we wouldn't be able to if we were not intentional about that give and take. So this week, we're going to talk about awe and, and wonder. And it feels like this should be easy because we serve a God who created all things, but if we're being completely honest with ourselves, how often do we truly, truly, truly respond in awe of God? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. By it, we may serve God acceptably acceptably, with reverence and awe. So I want to look at that word reverence, reverence. Reverence and awe. There's, there should be moments in our lives where we are just generally stupefied at the grandness of who God is and what God has done individually in our lives, but just as a collective, like the thing that, that God has done and that thing being dying on the cross for you and I, that we would not lose perspective on who God is, how big God is, and how big it is that he has done what he has done. This last weekend, Pastor Nate talked about these three Latin words, omniscient, which means all-knowing, omnipresent, which means always present, and omnipotent, which means all-powerful. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8 says, Dear friends, don't overlook this one fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. Like, does that hurt your head? I feel like it should hurt your head. It hurts my head to think about, like, how can God be all-powerful and all-knowing and and always present? Like, there's just just so much to that that our human brain cannot understand, and it should speak to the awe that we should have of how grand and vast God is. That God, the one who created all things, isn't just grand, isn't just vast, but is also intentional and personal. 
And I think we should be in awe of the fact that the same God who hung the stars in the sky is the same God who's willing to send his son to do what he did. The same God who created the mountains and split seas is the same God who is willing to sit with us in our individual circumstances and be our personal savior. It's difficult for us to wrap our minds around that truth. truth. But that's why we don't always have to have a, a really boxed up with a ribbon on it response that sometimes it's just like, I am blown away. I am flabbergasted. I am absolutely in awe that you would care about me, that you would care about my struggles and my relationships and my personal life. And that you would care about a world with billions of people enough to come and die on a cross for our sins, to give us the opportunity to live eternally with you. We, we don't have to have this, this really thought out, um, articulated response. Sometimes it's just being in awe of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Sometimes our response is just, I don't get it, but I'm thankful for it. It can be really hard for us to get to that place though, can it? Our souls can become heavy and we can stop pursuing awe. But one of the best responses that we can have as we are looking for awe is this, is understanding that God can restore, that our awe should often be rooted in the fact that God can take broken things and make something beautiful out of them. Psalm chapter 51, 12, restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Some of us are are in a spot today where we've forgotten what it means to realize what the salvation of God means. It means that what was is no longer, and there's something new presented. Often we are trying to get God to fix our lives when God's trying to give us a new life. We're like, hey, I got cracks in my foundation. Can you patch these holes? Can you help me fix these little things? And God's like, no, actually, I want you to leave your old life behind, and I want to offer you something completely brand new. Would we be people who understand that it's not just about fixing things, it's about creating and being created into something brand new? A big part of our um, inability to see awe is often our religiosity. And here's what I mean by that, that, that we have gotten caught up in routine and we're not in awe and in wonder of who Jesus is anymore. Because here's the truth. An underwhelmed Christian is a religious Christian. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a religious Christian. I want to be a faith-filled follower of Jesus. Sometimes we get so caught up in our familiarity with Jesus that we become complacent. That's why we must allow ourselves to be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. Because in all reality, it is possible to be incredibly religious and spiritually dead. We can check a bunch of religious boxes and still not find ourselves in proximity to Jesus. Let us not spend so much time trying to check those religious boxes that we miss the invitation to just be in proximity to our creator, that we would just sit in awe and wonder of who he is and what he has done and not spend so much time focusing on what we need to get done. So how do we reignite our awe? One way is this, is that we don't just read the word of God, we listen to it. We don't just read the word of God, we listen to it. 
Currently, I'm walking through a Bible in a Year plan. Many of you have maybe tried to do that before. This is actually like my fourth attempt at doing that, and I committed this year. Like, I bought uh, there's the brand Sunday. They have this this little Bible study that goes with it, and this year long plan. And I committed to it, and I am 30 days behind. I'm 30 days behind. Um, and uh, so naturally, on Saturday morning this last week, I sat down at my kitchen table and I was like, I'm going to knock down, like knock out like nine days worth of reading um, to try to get a little bit more caught up because I, I really want to do this. And so I read the entire book of Job. This is over 40 chapters of lamenting and grieving and arguing with his friends and all of these things. And I, I just sat down and just grinded through 40 plus chapters of Job. I didn't get a lot out of it, shockingly. Because what I was doing is I was trying to check those boxes of my reading plan and read as fast as I could. And I didn't leave room for God to say, slow down, listen to what's actually happening. Can you see the lesson to be learned here? I'm trying to show you this. I didn't, I didn't leave room for that because I, I think one of the dangers of religious routine is that it can reduce the revelation of the mystery of Christ. That, that we are... We are not allowing the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Instead, we're just checking the box. You see, to be surprised by God is like nothing else. We must, we must leave room for the Holy Spirit to move in ways that we didn't think were possible. Because when we leave room for the Holy Spirit, like I'm not saying like don't sit down and read the entire book of Job in a, in a city. Like I think that you can do that. If you sit down with the intentionality and the posture of Lord, would you move in these moments? Would you teach me? Would you challenge me? Would you, would you highlight things that I would never see without you? And would we ask for those things? And if we're willing to be intentional with that and sit down for a couple hours and read a large passage, passage of scripture, I think the Holy Spirit can do incredible things. But if we are reading it just to read it and we're not listening for the voice of God, then we're doing it all for nothing. We have to allow God to speak to us through his word. So we don't just read the word of God. We listen to the word of God. Because there, there's verses like 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. All scripture is inspired by God, it's profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I don't know about you, but sometimes I read scripture and I'm like, I don't know what's profitable about this because I'm just reading it with my own knowledge and my own understanding. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting a lot out of the book of numbers here. But when God speaks through it, man, there are incredible things that we, if we would just slow down and allow the Holy Spirit to speak, because it's not just about the collection of letters and books that, that compile this, this Bible, it's about the God who inspired those very words. Would we allow him to speak to us like he has been doing for thousands and thousands of years? So don't just read the word of God and listen to it. Another way is to consider the great things that he has done. Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 through 6. When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. So when I observe your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, you created all of these things, and yet you are mindful of me. I must consider what you have done in my life. It can be really easy for us as human beings to focus on the struggle. 
But what if we postured ourselves regularly as people who praise God for all that he has already done in our lives? Maybe it's our family. Maybe it's our friends. Maybe it's our job. Maybe it's something that happened last week. Maybe it's something that happened yesterday. Maybe it's something that happened six years ago. I don't know. But did we take time to stop and be in awe and wonder of Jesus in those moments? I know that there are those of us who do not feel like there's anything good that has happened to us lately, but I would challenge you to actually look at your life and ask God to highlight how he has moved. And maybe it is that you are just here today, that it's actually a work of God that you are are breathing and alive and moving today. I don't know what your individual circumstances, but I know God has something for you, and I know he already has done something for you, but it takes a lot of effort on our t- on our behalf to say, I'm, I'm going to just pause, and I'm going to look at what God has done for me, because it could be different. So would we take time to highlight what God has done, consider what God has done in our lives, and, and maybe I can pose a challenge to all of us. Maybe... Maybe we have a hard time praising God in the valleys because we often fail to praise him on the mountaintops. Maybe if we allowed ourselves to get, we've allowed ourselves to get stuck in the monotonous middle because being in awe and worshiping God when things are great will allow us incredible perspective when they're not because those are flag in the ground moments that like when we are, when everything is going right, we, we tend to just like skate by that and just be like, yeah, this is awesome. Instead of stopping and pausing and saying, Jesus, I recognize what you are doing in my life. I am in awe of what you are doing. I'm going to plant this flag so that when life is not like this, I can say, but I know. Last week we talked about the lament and we talked about David and we talked about these Psalms where he's just laying out all of these things. His enemies are against him. All of these things. He just, for a whole chapter at a time, he would just, just lay out everything that's going wrong. And then he would end these chapters and he would say, but I know, I know that you are good. I know that you'll provide. I know that you'll protect. And the reason that David knew that is because he praised God when he did. He knew that God was good because God had been good in his life. He knew that God would provide because God had already provided. He knew that God would protect because God had already protected. Would we be people who are willing to drive those stakes in the ground and we would plant those flags and we say, this is the day that I am recognizing that God has done something significant so that when life is not what I want it to be, I can say, but I know, but I know he's good and I know he will provide and I know he will protect. A third way is this, that we just simply need to throw away our idols Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desire, and greed, what, which are all idolatry. Throw away your idols. If you spend your time in awe and wonder of something else, it's difficult to be in awe of God. If you spend your time being in awe of something else, it's difficult to be in awe of God. So that relationship that you desperately want, it's dampening your awe of God. That relationship that you're currently in, you need to make sure that it's not clouding your vision for your awe of God. That job that you so desperately want, it can inhibit what God is trying to show you, what he wants you to do. That addiction that seems to take over your life at times, it's keeping you from spending time with Jesus and being in awe of what he's currently doing. That pursuit of financial comfort, it's causing your pursuit of Christ to become a little too comfortable. 
You see, when we are in awe of, of what culture or what the people around us or what our own humanity is driving us towards, it will take our focus off of Jesus and being in awe and wonder of what he is doing currently. Because all we are focused on is other things. Let us not lose focus on what God is trying to do. Now hear me, I am the first one to recognize that I have idols in my life that I need to kill for sure. This isn't an accusation, it's an admonition to all of us, a warning that we need to know where our focus is. I'm not saying that that these three things are the only things that can reignite our awe, but I think it's a great start. And I would like to leave a little space wherever you're at, to maybe answer these three questions to think over in this next week. The first one being this, how can I intentionally listen to the voice of God this week? Secondly, what can I do to praise God for all that he has already done in my life? And thirdly, what, what are the idols? Would we ask God to highlight the idols in our lives? And would we, would we throw those things into the fire and say, no, Jesus, just give me you. Just give me you. So this week, how can you reignite your awe and wonder of Jesus? Maybe it's looking at the people that are in your life that God has placed around you and just being in awe of the fact that those relationships are allowed to be there. Maybe it's spending some time in nature and creation and staring at what God has done and just being like, wow, man, the same God who constructed those mountaintops that that have the sky above me. It's the same God who cares deeply about me. So this week, would we be people who respond intentionally with awe and wonder? Thank you for listening to the FC Young Adult Podcast. If you are in the Billings area, we would love to see you at our in-person gatherings on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you're unable to attend in person, there are always ways to engage online. Follow along through Instagram at faithchapel.ya or find our ministry page at faithchapel.cc. You are loved.